4: We're not in New York anymore. No, no. We're nowhere in America, actually. We're looking at beautiful scenes from Munich, Germany. It is home of one of five international NFL games set to be played in 2022. It's the international series reveal, and it's right here on Good Morning Football. One of three host cities is Munich, Germany. We are revealing those matchups. Who's playing, when they're playing, when they're going, what week, what matters, what doesn't, right here on Good Morning Football. I'm Kay Adams. This is so exciting. Kyle Brent, Peter Schrager, Sean O'Hara all here. Let us get right to business. Mm -hmm. The first game of five that we are revealing all throughout the morning here on Good Morning Football is Seahawks versus Buccaneers, baby. Tom Brady, yep. They will be playing in the home of FC Bayern Munich. It is happening week 10. Get out your calendars all show long, baby. That is November 13th at 9.30 a.m. Eastern and right here on NFL Network. This is epic. That is a legend. That is the greatest player of all time going overseas where he does very well. We'll dig into that. This match of the first regular season game played in Germany. So we're making history. Brady slated to be the first quarterback to start an NFL game in three different countries, foreign countries. So I guess, you know, four. Yeah, four. Including America. Yeah. What do we think, guys? Hawks, Buccaneers in Munich, KB.
3: Danke. I've been studying my uh, yep. German 101. Here's the important word everybody. Sega that is German for goat. You are getting the Sega nice. over there in Munich and you are getting in a team in the Buccaneers. This is everything. This is a football team. Not only do you have Brady, you have the goat. You got guys like Devin White, this dude from the south who rides horses. You got guys like Ryan Jensen's got a big old red ponytail hanging out <laughs> of his helmet. Antoine Winfield Jr. is NFL royalty. He gives the peace sign to wide receivers. Vita Veya! Will this be the game he finally fulfills his destiny and gets a carry? You guys are getting an incredible team. I'm talking to Germany this morning, like we're friends. I feel like we already are. Just remember about Brady, also, Er hat sieben Meisterschaften, that is, he has seven championships, er ist sehr gut aus, he is very handsome, and er ist keine Erdbeeren, he doesn't eat strawberries, so look out for him, he is coming over to you. Sega, guys, going Siega. international
5: again. I think it's the coolest thing that Brady is going to mm-hmm. be one of the two quarterbacks to play in the first ever NFL regular season game in Germany. It's also week 10, which, as a context guy, there's playoff implications remember at this point, it? like this is not a week one or week two game, it's yep. week 10, we're well into the season, knowing how how much the NFL has put into Germany. 500,000 fans have already registered to get tickets for this thing, which to see Brady is amazing. So Tom Brady, maybe the greatest athlete to ever play this sport, is going to be the first quarterback that they see line up in Germany as an NFL player. I think it is so cool. And that building, this is the first ever non-soccer game being played in that that building. Yeah. Yeah. Just tremendous historic implications. And also, Playoff implications. I'm already going there. You got an NFC NFC battle, Seahawks versus Buccaneers in Week 10, and it's like right before Thanksgiving. Where so it's they, a
3: hypothetical. You know, yeah. the Bucs are seven and two, and they're yeah. fighting in their division, and Here they we need go, it.
5: seven and two, and the Rams are eight and one. And we're talking like I think it's going to matter, and I think Brady going over there is so cool. What a gift uh, yeah. we have. I love that. How do you say underdog in German? I'm going to ask you to look that
6: up right now because you're showing Tom Brady and, and, and his stats, and playing internationally, three and zero. Oh, he's undefeated. The Bucs are zero oh and three. Tom Brady could come in his game as the underdog Dog. They have not played well historically as a franchise. So for the Bucks right now, this is this is a great opportunity to get their very first win as a franchise overseas. This game right here, give me Gronk going nuts in Germany. I could see that absolutely happening. What team? Seahawks or Buccaneers? Yeah. Where is <laughs> he playing? Good, good good question. I think he's going to be there at some capacity. Okay. I think he's going to find a way to to make a big scene in in, in this
5: uh, in this contest. I think it kind of sets you up almost like a Super Bowl. We are now joined by one of Tom Brady's former teammates, and he grew up in Germany, was drafted in the second round, and was now a retired two-time Super Bowl champion okay. Pride of Germany. Please welcome former Patriots offensive tackle Sebastian Vollmer! Yeah, Sebastian.
2: Yeah. Well,
5: wow! Up, I, need that, I need that more often in the morning. That's nice. Absolutely. Uh, that. The NFL is officially coming to Germany, and it's going to be the Seahawks and the Bucks, and it's week 10 on this network, NFL Network. What was your reaction to hearing Germany's first ever NFL Regular season game taking place in 2022 and is involving Mr. TB12.
7: It's great. I mean, I remember coming to the league. I think it was 09 and Mr. Kraft was talking about, "We're gonna be in Germany one day." And I mean, obviously, it's so i been mean, trying to find my feet in the league. I right? was kind of like, "Well, really, all that stuff." But anyway, so this whole process has been going on for a while, and like, it's finally there, and the excitement is there. And now you got Tom Brady coming. The hype, even. I think continues even more and uh, it's going to grow even bigger in germany so all that helps obviously seahawks great opponent you know they're playing in munich great stadium so the overall atmosphere i think is going to be fantastic for those guys
3: yeah and the facts are germany is the fastest growing international market yep. in football with over 17 million fans so sebastian growing up there what got you hooked into football? Was there a player? Was there a team? And can you tell us, can you explain why is it getting so big in Germany so fast?
7: So when I started, I grew up swimming and you know, all of a sudden I got a little bigger. I'm, you know, 6'8 and at some point in the league I was yep. almost 350 pounds. Not a body you want to see in a Speedo, so you really got to transition <laughs> to something else. And we're like, you know, let's check out what the Americans are doing. And obviously football worked out really well for me. And- but anyway, so I was just kind of bigger and stronger than everybody, didn't know what I was doing. So I ended up getting, you know, going to Houston and then uh, getting drafted by the Patriots. And then, you know, I was being taught all the things you got to know but back then I had no idea there was no football on television you kind of had to like google something there's no social media like all those things and then like mm-hmm. now over the last 10 years or so it has grown 20 percent year over year and the merchandise sales like you were saying 17 million what they call you know avid fans and obviously the time changed the Super Bowl being watched by millions of people but I mean the game starts at 2 a.m. over there you know they skip work mm-hmm. or well go to work not having slept like all those things so it's a really growing tight community and you know it's it's been uh, fascinating right? Just to watch it.
4: A lot of great quarterbacks in the league, but what does it mean to have the greatest of all time in T B twelve there?
7: Obviously, he's a friend of mine, so I'm a little biased here. Obviously, he made my career last as long as it did just because, you know, his quick release makes everybody better, like all the athletes we know about him. But I also think, so just from like a marketing or from a from a business perspective, him coming to Germany. So now imagine. All these fans, I just talked about it. All these millions of fans, all they have been experienced uh, what I have seen is digitally, right? Like it's internet. It's now on free TV over the last seven years or so, but now actually seeing a superstar and seeing a bunch of them—not just Brady, obviously—but seeing a bunch of them come in there and really, essentially, being able to touch them. Obviously, don't touch them, but you know what I mean. Like at least close enough to to actually experience that game and. As we all know, it's such a difference watching the game on the TV, but or seeing, you know, a middle linebacker hit a running back right in front of you. I mean, the sound, the smell, like all that stuff, it's, it's something special that a lot of Germans haven't experienced yet. It's a big step, but only the next one. And obviously the league has a big focus on being actually in the community, creating, mm-hmm. you know, like a foothold and just not getting in and out of here, but want to be there all year and, you know, be, get in the schools, the community, doing their charity work, what they're known for, all those things. So really exciting times.
3: It is exciting, and it was also exciting when you played with the Patriots, Sebastian. And you took it upon yourself to do a very nice thing. <laughs> you tried to teach the German language to several players mm-hmm. and teammates, including Tom Brady. Why don't we just take a look back and have a listen? Mm-hmm. Here is Brady trying to talk over one of his own rushing
7: touchdowns in German. <laughs> have a listen. Okay, so he said, "Na wird er ihn noch los?" Oh my God! "Na in der los? That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Na. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> Wird er ihn
2: noch los? Na, wer ich dort let noise. He had the no perfectly.
3: <coughs> the rest of it sort of fell apart. How would you say Brady's German is now? And are there any plans to give him more lessons mm. or any of the other Buccaneers before the game in Munich?
7: Uh, you never know. I feel like he's more perfecting his avocado tequila recipe right now. You know, he's throwing a prowl there. Every once in a while, after retirement, you know, hang out in Florida and do a little, I don't know, do a little German on the side. But it might be a lost cause, got to say. going to be honest.
5: Awesome. Sebastian, we appreciate <laughs> you joining us so much. We are so thrilled that these games are going overseas and specifically going to Germany. I know you're a happy guy this morning as well. Thanks for joining us early in the morning, and congrats on retirement and all you got going on right now.
7: Much appreciated, guys. See you soon. Auf
4: all right, we are all so excited. We've got four more reveals throughout the show. Fans have every reason to be excited. In Munich, the Bucks played the NFL's first ever regular season game there in Germany. Plenty of memorable moments to show for it.
0: Now is the time to accelerate innovation.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey,
8: you to do That's my game,
9: <laughs> Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich, here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
4: Beautiful London, England, home to three of the five international NFL games set to be played in 2022. One of three host cities. We're revealing all of the matchups throughout the day here on Good Morning Football. Welcome in. We're in New York. Very excited and celebrating. Plenty of guests on today's show to help us with that. My name's Kay Adams, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Sean O'Hara, and let us get right to it. Okay. All three games that will be played in London for the 2022 season. First up at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, it's Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. They take on the New Orleans Saints. Let's go. Come October on now. October 7th. Second. It is week four, early enough in the season, but you're there. They'll be ready and in tip-top shape. Prime time, right here on NFL Network. Both these teams undefeated, overseas. <laughs> Kyle, what's the next game out in London?
3: Oh, I'm so thrilled to tell you, our next game across the pond has two of the classic franchises in this National Football League: the New York Giants will take on the Green Bay Packers. Woo! October 9th, Week 5 at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium right here in the NFL Network. The Green Bay Packers have never played an international game. They're the only team in the league who has not. Rodgers has never played internationally. This is also the first time a reigning MVP quarterback has played an international game. The Giants are undefeated in England 2 and 0, and as I said, the Packers have never taking that incredible Green Bay Packers brand abroad, and they will do it this year, week five versus the Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau, hello to the United Kingdom, but Peter, what would be the final game in London this
5: season? We gotta take it home, final game in London in the 2022 season, we played at Wembley Stadium. And we've got
0: Russell Wilson
5: and the Denver Broncos (laughs) taking on Trevor Lawrence, Trayvon Walker, Uh Devin Uh Lloyd, Uh and them Jacksonville Jaguars. This one's the day before Halloween. It's October 30th, week eight. Let's ride! And this one's cool. It's on ESPN Plus. Okay, Okay. ESPN Plus makes their debut with an NFL regular season game. Right on cue, Russell Wilson gets to Denver, says, let's ride! And they're riding all the way out there to Wembley. Doug Peterson, Head coach of the of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going to be joining our show in just a few minutes. Incredible. So don't go anywhere. We're going to break it down with him. But we are so excited for Jaguars versus Broncos at Wembley. Love These it. are
4: heavyweights. These are heavyweights heading over absolute stars in England. Three games this season. It's a lot to sort of chew on. We didn't find out much sooner than everybody out there is finding out. So it's all really exciting, and and you're for sure needing to give us what you think over at GMFB. Anything popping out to you guys with these games in London, Sean?
6: Yeah, the Green Bay Packers, the Giants, two iconic franchises, two fan bases that no doubt, I mean, they're already packing their bags right now. They're (laughs) booking their flights. They're going to be there. Kyle, you hit on it. Aaron Rodgers, the fact that he is going to play in his first game uh, in this – international mm-hmm. series. the made Packers their first game. That's huge. And look, there's been a lot of games that have played over there, but we're sending over the best. I mean, the best of the best of the best. This is Top Gun right here. And Aaron Rodgers, it's like Ronaldo coming over here or, or Beckham coming over here and, and playing in a game. Mm. For the fans to get that experience, who did you say the best soccer player right now, this moment?
4: The best striker, one of the best of all time, Robert Lewandowski.
6: <laughs> yes, what she said. Uh, I'm not going to try to roll my R's <laughs> and my L's right there. But I think for, for the Packers, this is an exciting game for them, for the fans, no doubt. And then for the Giants, I think Saquon Barkley, this could be a great opportunity for him to, to mm. showcase his talents over there. But no doubt about it, I know I played over there. They love the Giants
5: overseas. Excited for the matchup. It's going to be a great game. Hmm. I got a tweet from someone named Coach Barnes says, "Bloody hell, the NFL really gave some games to London this year." Yeah, Let's they talk did. about it. Coach These are Barnes. three really good games and I think Denver Jacksonville is really interesting. get Russell Wilson overseas in London as a Denver Bronco and also with Nathaniel Hackett's new offense, that is exciting. And it's not only Russell. I think the Jaguars are going to be greatly improved with Doug Peterson obviously calling the shots, but Trevor Lawrence is going to see such great growth in year number 2. I am fascinated to see what we get from this Jacksonville team. They loaded up in free agency with Christian Kirk and with Foley Futakasi and all the different guys they brought in and then they really cleaned up in the draft. Lawrence vs. Wilson, that could be a Sunday night game with with, Alan Chris or whoever's doing the Sunday night games these days on the call. Uh, Strong fan
4: base for the Jags out there too.
5: Very strong base. They get those home games every year. I'm excited for this one. I can't wait for it. Trevor got his first win, right? Yeah, that's in London.
3: One of the things we do in America that's kind of insufferably American is we describe things as delicious that aren't food or that you can't eat Jameis winston versus kirk cousins is delicious <laughs> i'm into vikings versus saints let's have a 48 to 45 game i don't know the one on the defense wants to hear that but we got two very unique quarterbacks who are going to be them and have personalities that are totally different but they're both chuckers they were born chucking they'll go out chucking justin jefferson in minnesota Chris Olave could be this year's Justin Jefferson, the rookie that the Saints went and got. This one, if you are to pick one that's going to be up and down, back and forth, it feels like this one to me. This is going to be spectacular, whether you're into the Cousins brand, the Jameis brand, whoever it may be. Both these teams have new coaches. Both these teams have new eras and so much fireworks. I am way into Saints versus Vikings. Uh, London, enjoy this one.
5: Our next guest won a Super Bowl as a player and... As a head coach. And now he's taking his talents to Jacksonville, where he will be the Jaguars' head coach this season. And the Jaguars are going to London to play against the Denver Broncos on October 30th. With no further ado, let's welcome to the show a friend of the program, Mr. Doug Peterson. What up, Doug, what's up? Yeah. Hey, thank you guys for having me on this morning. I really do appreciate it. Since 2013, your Jaguars have played eight games in London. This time, it's against a guy you know pretty well, Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Tell us why you are excited for this matchup and to represent the Jaguars out in Wembley this year.
11: You know, the Jaguars have been a, been sort of a, a staple over there, and there's a lot of great fan base. You know, our ownership really enjoys, you know, the London market, and and so we're we're, we're thrilled to get back over there and obviously play Denver and kind of embrace these trips, you know, and... and and really for our players, too, and some of our coaches that don't get a chance to travel, uh, it's a great opportunity for them to uh, really, I guess, experience another culture and, uh, again, you know, play a play a football game.
5: We were out there as a show in 2018 when you guys played the Jaguars and you were the coach of the Eagles. There's all different types of strategies on how to go into this. You guys won the game. Tell us about what it goes in when you go into overseas. And Do you have a strategy already in place from that one time you went over there and you got the victory?
11: Actually we do. And, and that's something when, you know, when I was hired here in February, one of, one of my first meetings really was, uh, with, with our, our London team and meeting all the, all the folks that are involved with the trip. And so we, we have our, our plan in place and and we're, we're ready for the trip. Um, and obviously the game October 30th. And so, you know, it's something you do have to spend some time and think about the travel and and getting all your guys and gear and equipment and the technology over there, you know, as an organization and uh, you got to do it early. And so we've done that. We put our plan in place and, uh, we're just kind of waiting on the uh the week to get here
3: Now, unfortunately you go over there it's a nice trip and everything but you got to play russell wilson and you know him from your time in the nfc i also have you know him, coach Russ is coming on immediately after you go off so i'm sure he's listening right now how big of a challenge will it be to defend russell wilson
11: overseas well first of all hey hey russell good to see you you know but you know it, it is it is a challenge it is a challenge when when you play when you play a russell russell wilson led team you know he's such a tremendous athlete competitor he's smart he gets the ball out of it hand It's really hard to to get him on the ground, and and you know it's uh I, I've always loved watching him play, you know followed his career, you know when he when he came out, and it's something that um, you know he, he's gonna he's gonna have that team ready to go, and you know obviously we'll have our guys ready as well. It should be a good football game, but you, you, it's never you know it's a game that always ends up into the fourth quarter, and um, he's he's had so many you know come from behind victories in the fourth quarter and late comebacks that. You gotta play four quarters, right? You gotta play 60 minutes anytime you're playing a Russell Wilson-led team.
6: Coach, how fitting that you're talking about Russell Wilson and taking him to the ground and winning the game in the fourth quarter. If only you guys had the number one overall pick and you could take such player. Mm. Listen, I, I called you coach, but I want you to turn back to Doug Peterson, the quarterback, for a moment. Was there any point in time where you're saying, boy, as a, as a quarterback, I'm thinking about Trevor, maybe I should take a tackle and protect him a little bit more? Or were you, were you guys just all in on Trayvon Walker? We're going with this guy. He's absolutely the unanimous choice.
11: You know, here in Jacksonville, we were fortunate enough to, to re-sign Cam and, and get him back and really solid- Solidify that left side of the line. Juwan Taylor's here and, and Walker Little. And we got guys that we feel very comfortable with in the offensive line and Tyler Shatley. And, you know, obviously Brandon Scherf was, was a free agent that we, we, we signed, you know, this spring and and really feel good about that moving into, you know, obviously the offseason training camp and the regular season. And so, you know, as we looked and, and really put our plan together for the draft, defense was a, was an area that we felt we could shore up and and obviously Trayvon Walker. And of course, Aiden was there as well, and both guys are, are high character guys, athletes uh, and Trayvon, we felt was a better fit for us, you know, here in Jacksonville. So, you know, I'm excited to get to work with him next week and get the rookies in here and and, and get going.
4: Coach, I got to tell you, Seeing you with that Jags logo on that visor and behind you and listening to you break down this, you are a Super Bowl champion. And seeing you down, I'm very excited for Jacksonville. I sort of all has come together over these last couple of minutes just talking to you. This feels right. This feels really good. I want to dig into the draft. A little bit more. Twenty seventh overall pick. You take Devin Lloyd. Uh, you also draft an offensive lineman. In the third round, you get Snoop Connor out of Ole Miss. You pair him with James Robinson down there, Travis Etienne in the backfield. What was your goal going into the draft and how close did you get to accomplishing it?
11: Well, obviously the goal is to get really good football players. And then for us too is was, was secondly probably would be the, the character of these guys. And you know, when you look at the guys we, we did draft, I, I thought Trent Baalke and his team, the coaching staff really did an outstanding job of of preparing and planning and, and putting the board together and, and really drafting the board and I think that's what you have to do and once we moved into the draft we were able to move back into the first round actually and, and pick up Devin Lloyd who we feel is a is a really good linebacker for us it really solidifies the interior of our defense with a guy like him and then you know with Luke they're sitting at third round and, and Chad and, and guys that just gives us depth gives us the competition that I look for you know in the roster and you know Snoop Conner is a, a back that had some some really good production of his career there at Ole Miss and just guys that are they're high character guys. but are really going to fit our football team, come in and compete. And, and as I said earlier, we, we're going to get these guys in here next week and, and can't wait to get them in here, get our hands on them and begin the process uh, of getting them caught up with the offense and the defense.
5: Trevor Lawrence made some big strides down the stretch last year. It really started coming together towards the end. Have you had a chance to speak in which Trevor? we know what a quarterback guru you are and that connection is going to be all important for 2022.
11: Yeah, Peter, you know, it was one of the reasons why I really was excited when, given the opportunity to coach here in jacksonville having having a quarterback like trevor lawrence somebody that obviously i looked at coming out of college and and you know what he did down the stretch last year and and you know they won a big game at the end of the year to really i i think it catapults the whole team into the off season and and you know there's there's a lot of work to be done you know with trevor and the rest of the team but you know he's been in here working this off season and and he wants to get better he's a competitor you know tremendous athlete obviously and, and you know, it's just one day at a time with him, and, and we're just going to continue to sort of build the foundation. The fortunate thing for us is that he's not a rookie. He played, you know, he played all last season. So uh, we get to build off of that and, and really have a lot of tape to look at. and. And get him prepared for uh, for the 2022 season.
5: Doug, we appreciate you being on the show. We appreciate you hyping the game. We appreciate all the Jaguars' insight. But Kyle's going to bring in another guest that oh my uh, God, there he is. you might know on October 30th. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, take it away.
12: Doug, say hello to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, say hello to Doug. What's up, Coach Russell, Peterson? How? Obviously, I uh, admired you all these years, man. And uh, I remember us being at <laughs> University of Wisconsin, you working me out, and uh, us having some fun together. So I always always appreciate you, Coach.
11: Yeah, I talk, I talk about that uh, that workout quite a bit when we're talking about quarterbacks and, and developing quarterbacks, and uh, it was one of my more favorite uh, workouts was working you out up there and, and obviously having lunch sitting there on the lake, and fortunately there wasn't a lot of snow on the ground, so it was a pretty good day. <laughs> it was a great day. It was a good coach day. Coach
3: Peterson, you're good the best. Coach you two will get me, after man. it uh, overseas in Europe. Uh, this We can't wait. Broncos, Jaguars, Coach Peterson, thank you so much for joining us. And in Thanks, the meantime, guys. we have talked about this guy thousands and thousands of times over the years, and he makes his Good morning, football debut. Russ, what's up? Good morning, football, to you,
12: man. How you guys feeling, man? Good morning to you guys.
3: Thrilled to have you on and thrilled that we just announced your new Broncos will be going to London to play the Jaguars, Coach Peterson's Jaguars, the NFL International Series. How are you feeling about playing in front of those fans over in the UK,
12: Russ? Well, obviously, to, to be able to go to London, uh, to go battle you know, overseas against the Jaguars, I think to be on this, on this football team is a tremendous honor. And uh, we're excited about it. We, we've, been, we've been working our butts off every day. Uh, it's a great organization. Everybody's ready to roll. I got to play in London before in Wembley Stadium. It's an amazing tradition. I mean, just all the people there, it, it, it's, uh, it's electric. That's really, really special. Um, it feels like international Super Bowl in a way, so uh, I'm excited about yeah.
5: it. In 2018, the Seahawks and the Raiders went head to head in Wembley Stadium. You left there with a W. What are some of your biggest memories of those of that game? And what's the difference maybe between going to London and then playing in Seattle or in any of these cities here in the United States?
12: I think first of all, you know, going overseas and just playing international and just expanding the game. I think the game uh, of football is. Has just been growing like crazy. You know, you think about you know NFL flag and how it's grown, you know, internationally and everything else. I think about you know, obviously from a media standpoint and just globally how big uh, you know uh, London is, just from a from a media standpoint. But I think the, the my favorite parts are obviously just throwing touchdowns, man, making plays. We had so many guys making plays as you've seen the cut ups and everything else, but. You know, what I what I remember is just uh, the bonding and the part that you travel all the way over there and you, you work throughout the week and uh, just th- those moments like that you, you forever cherish. And then obviously the celebration afterwards when you're walking in and you say hey to everybody and everything else and, and you won the game and you get to fly back home as a winner. That's always a big thing.
4: We do know one of the Broncos' road opponents, Russell, it's very interesting, Seattle Seahawks. What do you anticipate in your return to Seattle? What do you envision when you think about what that might be like?
12: Uh, you know, I envision an amazing, obviously, atmosphere. Obviously, uh, Lumen Field is one of the best places you can ever play. It's a great, great place. You know, I've been there a lot. You know, I've thrown th- th- a lot of touchdowns in that, in that place. And I've uh, been a lot of a lot of games, a lot of moments. They'll be ready to roll and we'll be ready to roll. It'll be a great atmosphere, obviously, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to it, just to, to go back where I started and everything else. And the reality, though, is is that when you strap on your cleats every game, no matter where you play, who you play, you, you got to play with no emotion. You got to play with just locked in, zoned in. Doesn't matter what it, what, what the circumstances are and the ultimate goal is to go win. And so, for me, it's, it's, it's a mission to go go play and play a great football game and, and do what I know how to do.
6: You talked about how the bond with your teammates and spending time together, how that creates growth and how it creates that team chemistry, championship chemistry. I don't want to call you old, but you're kind of the seasoned vet right now on your new team. You've got a lot of young talent around you on both sides of the ball. What's it been like kind of walking into that facility and being the veteran, being the guy that's going to set the bar, set the tempo? Any of these young teammates jumped out at
12: you? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think what's amazing about this experience and going through a challenge and change is that I feel like I'm a, I'm a rookie all over again, but yet also at the same time I have 10 years of experience. And so to be able to use that balance of those two things and, and to be able to, to understand that every day is a new day, every day is an opportunity to grow and, you know, just connect in a different way. And, and it's been an amazing journey. To me. It's been an amazing experience. I've been through something like this before where, you know, I went from NC State to Wisconsin. Um, I understood what it, what, what it was, what it was like. And so I'm using that as an experience as well, obviously playing professional baseball too, being in different locker rooms and everything else. But the best part about it is, is it's what I love. When you love the game when you're passionate about what you do when you're passionate about trying to make the other 10 guys better in the huddle, that's all that matters. And it's about those guys and, and it's about us being the best version of ourselves. And so if I can make one guy better every day, uh, we're doing something. And so the, the best part about it all is these guys love to work. They're passionate about ball. They get here early. They're ready to work. They're ready. They're diligent about the process. And they're focused on on the details of it all. We go hard at practice. The defense is, is locked in and ready to go every day too, as well. You got guys like Justin Simmons leading the way, and, and so many other guys. That's been an amazing thing. I'm excited about guys like Chubb. I'm excited about seeing DJ Jones on the other side versus playing against him. Uh, you know, so many other guys that you know can come off football on that on that side of the ball. You know, you got guys you know like Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick that can. You know how to attack the football jerry judy knows how to get open it's been been open over and over again it can snag the ball on top of guys heads i mean think you think about kj hamler a guy that's been you know obviously super super fast but also a guy uh, that's gone through some challenges and and uh he, he's overcoming them all and I, I i've seen a warrior in him and his mentality and how he's gone about it and then to get guys uh like, like you know javante uh, that boy can run the football, man. He knows what he's doing. He's yeah. on it. He's on his, on his details. And then, uh, you know, obviously Melvin Gordon back, too, is key.
3: How about this guy? He hasn't played a game as a Bronco yet, just nailed the whole depth chart. You (laughs) are so all-in, Russ. You go hard or go home. That is your thing. Amazing. You with that Broncos logo behind you, it looks right. It looks cool. And you enter the AFC West. From this fan perspective, Russ, this thing is the Royal Rumble. You got Mahomes, and you got Carr, this young maniac Herbert down with the Chargers. And now you, when you look around the landscape of this division, how do you feel about what kind of competition this is going to be this fall?
12: You wouldn't want it any other way. It's about to work. To win the whole thing, you got go to go through everybody. You got to play everybody. You got to battle against the best of the best. And these guys, man, I have high regard for them, man. These guys can really play, you know, those quarterbacks. And, and so... Uh, and his teams. And so I've always played in a tough division. I've always played against the best of the best. I'm excited about the opportunity of it. Uh, I got a lot of respect for everybody and we do too. And so it's going to be an amazing journey. And you don't win it down the road. You win it today. You win it today. And, uh, you know, when we have this, you know, meeting here at eight o'clock or whatever it is, uh, that's when we start winning it. One moment at a time, one one play at a time, one one little note at a time, And uh, and one little day at a time. And then as you do that, uh, you give yourself the best opportunity to be successful over and over again, and so that wild obsession with the process and not the end result is the key. We're we're all, we're doing that right now.
3: Thank you very much, and give it to us one time, Broncos
12: country. Let's go, Broncos country. See you in London. Let's ride. Yeah! Thanks, Russ. Thanks,
7: man. Awesome.
3: (laughs) Dialed
4: in. Good morning, football. Thank you so much for being here for taking the time to celebrate what's going on. The Broncos facing the Jags in London, Week Eight of the twenty twenty two season as part of the NFL's international series. Very exciting. October thirtieth, seven AM Eastern. Now we have more games next. A look at Mexico City, home to one of the five international NFL games set to be played in 2022. One of three host cities, that's right, five games being played outside of the U.S. this season. We've had the honor of revealing all of those matchups throughout the day here on Good Morning Football. It is so fun to see all of the NFL fans tweeting us at GMFB, wanting your team to play, wanting to know when and who and how. And here it is. I'm Kay Adams, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Sean O'Hara. Buenos this? Such a privilege. It is time to reveal the final game of the 2022 international slate. They will be playing in Mexico City at Estadio Azteca. Mm. It is an NFC West matchup between the Niners. And the Cardinals. Here we go! And this one, big-time Implication City, because it is November 21st. That is week 11. It will serve as the Monday night football matchup on ESPN. So a divisional rivalry, an international rematch, by the way. These two teams did meet back in 2005, the first regular season game ever in Mexico City. The Cardinals came away with a 31-14 win. We'll see if it's the same. The Niners looking for payback. Who's under center? We don't know. It's all the intrigue right here, right now. Niners-Cardinals in Mexico City on ESPN November 21st at 8 Mm. p.m. Eastern. What do we make of this Mm. NFC West showdown? Niners cards, Estadio Azteca.
5: These two teams played last year, and the 49ers had this amazing season where we went to the NFC Championship game. The Cardinals whooped them last year twice. Like This is a heated rivalry. To go the year before that, even— Arizona had this great season. Niners didn't, but the Niners almost spoiled Arizona's season if they didn't just do it there on a game on Amazon where they beat them on a Saturday afternoon and beat them. Like, these two teams do not like each other. And we talk a lot about Rams-Niners and McVay, and we talk about Seahawks-Rams. This is a real rivalry. These two teams do not get along. They have very often unexpected results. Remember, Hmm. Trey Lance played in this game, and the Cardinals got the best of them. This was a fascinating matchup last year, the two times they played. And I can't wait to see it this year. And This is week 11. In the division, huge game, huge fans from both fan bases are going to be traveling. You know that Niners fan base travels everywhere they play. So do the Cardinals ones. And I think, uh, Mexico City's in for a good one. This is going to actually not just be a game in Mexico City, it's going to be a game with playoff implications. I I can't wait for this one because I think both these teams are going to be very relevant in late November, and this game's going to actually matter towards the playoffs.
3: You know, it's interesting. I remember that 05 game really well. It was a huge deal. I think there's uh, a little bit of pressure on the officials in this game, not for the reasons you might think. I remember, if if I'm nailing it, Ed Hockley called that game, and he got on the PA and announced a penalty in Spanish and absolutely stuck the landing, and it was this really cool moment that the announcers loved. So whoever the officiating crew is, I would love a sequel of that. And in the meantime, I'm always mindful of what we export as a product, like what players, what quarterbacks and stuff. I'm interested in the coaches that we are sending abroad here in this one, because I think some international fans, if you haven't really checked in lately, your vision in your head of an NFL coach, it looks like Bum Phillips meets Mike Ditka. The game has changed, my friends, Uh, (laughs) the game has changed a lot. And I mean, the appearance of the coaches, that is an NFL head coach. He's got the flat brim hat. He is young. He is fit. He is in shape. He is creative, um, the offenses have changed, this is not student body left. That is the head coach that you are getting, and you should see the guy on the other side. Those $8,000 sunglasses are on a head coach. That is the way it looks now. He pomades his hair, he is into his abdominals, and he's into his offense, and he's into his
5: quarterback. Like. I feel like this Should we go to this game? Go to the discotheque with these two? Discotheca? Uh, Discotheca. This Peter's is going it. to the Zapateria to calling, get some shoes. I'm calling them and Nick Bosa, and we're
3: going out. That's you want to get to the club uh, <laughs> with Bosa? My point is, like, the game's changed, the faces of the game, and it's not just the, the, the pomade and the abs. Like, those guys are, have ingenuity and creativity, and uh-huh. Shanahan left and right. It's really totally different. So I like that we're sending these coaches not only young and creative Rivals, heated, history is a great coaching matchup before you even get to the players or the officiating
6: show. Yeah, I think the word guapo is what you're looking for. That's right. in Spanish,
4: two coaches. We guapo. Two things here. If there was one player that I would pick in the entire NFL to showcase to international fans, it's Debo Samuel. Mm. Do I know what's going on there? No. I'm riding on the implication that he will be a San Francisco 49er, and I think he will be. But this is this is it right here, the international stage, showcase for the world, this is it. He's exciting to watch, he's changing the game with his versatility, Here's number two. My dad's a crazy soccer fan. The only books I have in my house that my dad owns are about the history of soccer. So I know Estadio Azteca. It is a historic place. It is, we're talking Pele, where he won the World Cup, Maradona, where he won the World Cup, where all the Olympic soccer matches have been played. It also, there's like a a struggle to play there, at least something that teams have to take into account. Looking at the numbers here, 7,280 feet above sea level. That is, my friends, 2,000 feet higher than the elevation that we all like to talk about and, and account for when we're talking mm-hmm. about mile high in denver this is a different animal that these teams have to prepare for so yeah 1968 olympics pele mordona the history of oh. it all fans traveling from those two story awesome. fr- or from san francisco Mwah! chef's kiss to this game and i think you should be there
6: all right, welcome back to Good Morning Football. It's my pleasure to welcome a very special guest to the show. He's a good friend of mine, a former teammate played together with the New York Giants, a two-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion, expert pass rusher, and works now for the NFL as a UK ambassador. Please welcome
3: hey. to the show
10: Chief Osi Yo. you What's going on, yeah. What's going on, guys? What's going on, Peter? <laughs> K., my main man, Sean O'Hara. Yo. How
5: you guys doing? We know you've been such an ambassador for the game overseas. You're One of the only British-born NFL players to have won a Super Bowl and with the help of the International Series, the hope is to get that number up and up by turning not only fans but fans into players. What can you tell us about how the game is being received over there in London and how you're seeing some of the youth there kind of rise up and become football players?
10: I think obviously we have the NFL Academy now here which is taking off. Uh, We got a bunch of different players. We got NFL going on in Africa. We got an academy that we're going to build in Africa. We got players coming from all over the world. If you look right now in the NFL and NFL rosters, you have players coming from from so many different places and the game is just going to continue to grow and grow and grow. I tell people all the time, the game doesn't just belong to America. It's such an incredible sport that it needs to be played everywhere and what you see now is people are listening to that. People are taking up this sport and playing everywhere and the NFL is just doing everything we can to facilitate that and you're going to see more and more people coming into the NFL from incredible backgrounds.
4: So let's like really dig into these games though. There are three being played in London. You got your Giants, Packers. I mean, come on. Aaron Rodgers over there. Viking Saints. And then you got Russell Wilson who was honored show today celebrating with us, taking on the Jags have quite a fan base built in. Which one of those mm. sticks out to you the most?
10: Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be the New York Giants versus the Green Bay Packers. For me, personally, obviously, I play for the Giants, and I can't wait to see the MVP, Aaron Rodgers, come out here. Green Bay has never been to England before to play. Everybody's so excited about them, so we can't wait to see that game. Russell Wilson's coming out here, too. Russell Wilson got married here, so this is going to be a big game for him also, coming back to the place he got married. So those two games for me really stick out, but I cannot wait to see the the New York Giants against the Green Bay Packers right here at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium.
3: It is the first time a reigning MVP quarterback has played an international game and it will also be Rodgers' first international game. OC, one of the things we're marveling at this morning is three countries, five games, if this feeling of anything's possible and what's next. To that end, for years, you personally have been pushing to bring an NFL team to London. I'm talking about to stay, have that be their home. As you see this international series expand, you see the success of these games, new countries, new teams, are we getting any closer to seeing that happen?
10: I'm not going to say we're getting closer to seeing that happen. I think what we are getting closer to is seeing more games being played. I think you probably see maybe like eight games played internationally before we see an actual franchise out here in the United Kingdom. I would love for that to happen. The fan base is ready. I mean, the international community is ready for for, for something like that to happen. I'm not quite sure we're there yet, but I am sure we're getting closer to seeing more and more games being played out here first.
6: You mentioned that 15 years ago you started this with the Giants. We were there for the first game. You've grown the game on both sides of the field. But let's go back to that first game against the Miami Dolphins. It was a little bit rainy. The pitch was a little bit sloppy. What do you remember most about that trip and about that game?
10: Well, showing obviously how we bonded, right? I think uh, just being around each other for a week outside of training camp, you don't really see something like that. It's usually, you know, after the game is over, you go home. Or after practice is over, you go home. But here, when we came out here, we had the opportunity to bond in a completely different country, in a different environment. We had so much fun together. We came so close. And then all of a sudden, we rode that momentum all the way to the Super Bowl. So a lot of these guys have never even left the country. So imagine you're going to a different country, playing the game that you love, being in a different environment. It really is a fantastic opportunity for a lot of these people, and I'm so glad that we get to be a part of it.
5: O.C., before we let you go, we'd like to get your thoughts on uh, how the Giants did in the draft. We know you're one of the greatest defensive linemen in Giants history. Well, they go, and with the fifth overall pick, select Kayvon Thibodeau, and then they go and get a big tackle on Evan Neal. What was your impression of the draft, and also, what's your take on Thibodeau? No one has a better opinion on these guys than you.
10: Yeah, I think when you look at the New York Giants and the way we've been successful, and Sean can can allude to this perfectly, we have been very, very solid on both sides of the line of scrimmage, right? Our offensive line and our defensive line were always very good. Our defensive line— usually a little better than our offensive line, if I must say so myself, Sean, but realistically, this is where we were built. So for the Giants now to go in this direction and fortify both their lines, I think is, a, is, is the best thing that they could have done. Kayvon Thibodeau, an outstanding pass rusher. This guy can beat you with speed. He can beat you with power. He is solid against the run. And on top of that, he has a fantastic personality that I think is going to go over well in the New York market as long as he's performing. Better be out there performing. Otherwise, they're going to run him into the ground. But I believe he's going to be a very, very good football player, and I cannot wait to see him play.
6: Always great to see you. Thanks for joining us.
10: Thank you guys so much, man. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. You're the best, OC. You
6: played
4: there. We've been there celebrating. You guys have been to two games out there. I've been to yeah, one. So it is fun. epic. We are so excited. If you have the means to get over and support your squad, go do it. It is an experience like no other. We'll see you guys tomorrow right here on Good Morning Football.
3: Peter, you need some later hosing. Right? <laughs> I want to see you in later hosing, a little feather in your hat.
4: Peter slept so much. You can probably convince him to do it. I would do anything. I'm in this movie. movie. Hey, may the 4th be with you. Star Wars fans, I see you.